Oh, happy day. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I felt a shift in the air and not a bad shift. It was good. And I didn't know what it was. And then I took the dog out for a walk and I closed my eyes and I put my face up towards the sun. And then I opened my eyes when I realized that the sun was out because the sun has not been out in Chicago for some time now. And the birds were singing and the air was fresh. And then I realized we have a brand new president. Oh, without getting into too much detail and too political, I don't know where you are. I don't know what your beliefs are. I respect whatever your beliefs are. You know, I think everybody has their own right to what they believe in, what they stand for, freedom of speech. but I think we can all agree and all be on the same page when I say from here on out, it feels like this good shift is going to bring nothing but positive energy. And it's going to bring so much good to what seems like a broken world right now. And I'm not just talking about politics, but so many of us have experienced loss this year, like tremendous loss that to wake up and to finally feel like we have something really positive to look forward to. And to feel like as a nation, though we've been through so much damage and we've been torn apart limb from limb, it feels good to wake up and feel like maybe we can start to put a Band-Aid over all of this and to start to heal a little bit and to come together. So I'm really excited for 2021. I'm really excited for the future. And it just feels good to have something and to have, you know, purpose when you wake up and to look forward to things now because it's been a really long time. It's been since last March, you know. We haven't really been able to look forward to many things. So to wake up today and to feel that shift in the air and to feel the sun on my face was refreshing and I'm excited. Okay, without taking up too much of your time, I would like to introduce our guest, our first ever guest on Wellness for the Hot Mess. Miss Natasha Whitby. Natasha and I go way back and we go deep. I'm talking the trenches of Soul Cycle training. Natasha and I met at Soul Cycle through training. We lived in New York City together two summers ago. I love this girl through and through. She is my ultimate girl crush. For those of you who know Natasha, you know why. If you don't, you'll soon know why. But I admire this girl so much. I admire her work ethic so much. She is one of the funniest people I know. But I forgot how we are when we're together. It's been a minute. It's been since Soul Cycle training. And when you give two girls the power of a microphone and you hit record, things start to get weird. And I should have known better. I should have known to not have an agenda for this episode. I had Natasha come on because I wanted to talk about balancing alcohol and how she does such a great job of balancing her life. You know, she's a huge advocate for work hard, play hard, but things definitely derailed halfway through this podcast. But you know what? That's why we call this Wellness for the Hot Mess. I am so excited for you guys to learn a little bit more about Natasha, to hear her story, to hear how she got into fitness. We talk about everything from soul cycle training to ex-boyfriends, to boyfriends, to living situations, to crab rangoons, to McDonald's, to breakfast sandwiches, to the big M word, which I'm not going to say because I don't want to scare you away just yet, but you'll know when you know. 
So we pretty much covered it all. I think if you're having a crappy week, this episode will make you feel a little bit better about your life. And I'm excited for you to listen. Before I finish, I just want to apologize to my mom because I know she is one of the five listeners that listens to this podcast. Um, I'm sorry, mom. I was drinking tequila on the rocks. Natasha was drinking a craft cocktail that her boyfriend made her. And you know, neither of us are big drinkers right now. And as I get older, I'm definitely not a big drinker as I used to be. So the head rush comes a little quicker. And I think you guys are going to be able to pick up at one point through this podcast that her and I were feeling it a little bit. So uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this week. And if you want to find Natasha on Instagram, she is at Natasha Whitby underscore, W-H-I-T-B-Y underscore at Natasha Whitby underscore. And that's all I've got on my end. Last but not least on the agenda list, Wellness for the Hot Mess is now available and streaming on Apple Podcasts. Oh God, sorry. I just tried to take a minute to clap, but I'm not quite sure what that sounded like. Wellness for the Hot Mess is now on Apple Podcasts, which I'm super proud of. I'm super excited for, which means I've got to start plugging myself a little bit more if we want to get more listeners. If we want Wellness for the Hot Mess to keep growing, that means you got to log on to Apple Podcasts, listen to the episode there, give us a rating. If you want to leave five stars, I love you. If you want to leave three stars, I get it. Maybe you want to leave a little review, whatever you want to do. If you want to hit that subscribe button, if you screenshot that you subscribe to this podcast and send it to me on Instagram, I will hook you up with something super special. I don't know what it's going to be, but if you do it, I pinky swear I will do something really cool for you. How's that sound? So Apple Podcasts, listen to it there. That's all I've got. I'm going to stop rambling and stop pouring myself out for likes. Here you go. Natasha Whitby, Wellness for the Hot Mess. Happy Thursday. Enjoy. Okay, welcome. I'm so Thank excited. you. I, I'm really excited too. I, um, I actually think about you literally all the time in a non-creepy way. I think about you all the time, but in a creepy way. I can't do it without you with like your Instagrams. And I look at them and it just gets weird. Well, you know what I remember? I just, when I describe Kristen McGrath, I just, do you remember when we were in training and we were in the studio and I felt like someone close to me, like, you know, you can like feel someone on you. Yeah. And I like turned to my right and I like jumped because you were right behind me, like literally almost like vagina to butt, like that close. And I just look at you and you go, look at your butt next to mine. You're like, sorry, I'm really close. And I was like, that's okay. That's okay. Like that's when I think Kristen McGrath, that's the moment that I love to replay in my, in my head. Cause it was just so, I was like, if I could think about it, she's hot, she's weird She's cool. You know, it's like all of the, it's kind of like how I feel. Like I'm a big weirdo. I'm pretty um, laid back, I'd like to think. I don't want to describe myself as hot, but I'd like to, I think what makes us, what makes us who we are is I think the fact that we don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? We just do what we want. And I think that to me is what makes someone confident and hot and all of those things. It's not about what you look like. It's about how you carry yourself without giving a fuck and that's who that. you are no oh my god thank you that's like the best compliment I could ever receive in my life 
Um, that's amazing. Well, speaking of soul cycle, before we get like into training and the juicy details of it, tell the people listening who aren't familiar with you, which if they're not now they are, and I can't wait for them to be, but tell them what you do. I know now we know you teach at soul cycle and you just started at Equinox. So tell me more about, tell me just like your road to fitness. I want to hear where you started, how you got to where you are today. So I actually kind of accidentally fell into fitness, which I feel like would be really annoying for a lot of people, (laughs) but it's kind of embarrassing. So I was working at TJX, which is the home buying office for TJ Maxx, Marshalls and Home Goods. And I was a buyer's assistant and I wanted to be in merchandising. And I was such a hot mess though. I was like the worst assistant because I am not assistant material because I don't even listen to like my own friends or my own mom or my own boyfriend. I'm just not, you cannot tell me what to do. So I was a failure and I was always looking for random jobs like on Craigslist. For sure. Which again, embarrassing, but whatever. I was like in my early twenties, just trying to hustle, you know? And I was like, Hmm, what's Craigslist have for me? I actually was an Uber driver for like a month. I swear to God. Yeah, it was hilarious, but I wasn't very successful because I drove an SUV and if I had to pee, I would just go home and it was just like a big waste of gas, you know? And the only reason why I did it, my mom was really disappointed in me. Not that if you're an Uber driver, anyone should be disappointed in you, but it just was, I only did it because I was trying to go on a detox where I wouldn't drink. Ironic, because we're talking about drinking today. I wanted to go on a detox where I would be healthy And I was like, if I'm home watching TV, I'm going to want to eat and drink and smoke and do all the fun stuff. So I'm like, let me just like be busy. Uber driver will keep me in my car all night on a Saturday night. Whatever. I quit. I end. It wasn't for me. So anywho, I'm on, I'm on Craigslist and I see this ad that's like dancer, looking for a dancer. And I was like, I was a dancer. And I go, I email them and I was like, Hey, I used to be a dancer. I would love to get back into dancing. And they're like, cool. We're at, we're a cycling studio. Why don't you come teach? Right. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Why don't you come take a class? And I was like, that sounds great. Never cycled in my life. My dumbass literally thought that this was like a lit cycling studio where they were going to have dancers like at the club. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought that's what I thought my job would be. Like, I thought that I was going to be in the corner with a stripper pole while these people rode bikes. <laughs> so I went to class and she's like, have you ever done this before? I was like, literally not once, not ever. And she was like, okay, just why don't you ride, get used to it and come back for not this audition, but the next audition. I was like, great. So I rode around this wasn't Soul Cycle. This is a small studio in Boston called The Handlebar. They're doing really well. Happy for them. And I rode and I auditioned. Still had no idea what I was doing. Made it. I was there for two years. And then long story short, I, my ex and I broke up and I was like, I want to get out of Boston. And then Soul Cycle was coming. And in the back of my mind, I always wanted Soul Cycle because if I was going to be in fitness, I wanted to be like top tier. Yeah. I was so tired of saying in Boston, oh, I'm a cycling instructor. And someone would be like, Soul Cycle? I'd be like, yeah. no. You know, it was just like, in, again, it's, it's pretentious, but it's true. It's just what I wanted. Right. So 
timing was perfect. Soul Cycle was coming to Boston and I auditioned. I made it. And then I ended up in New York. And my whole thing was I've always felt like I was too big for Boston. Like I just didn't think they understood me. I couldn't express who I really was. So I was like, I need to leave. And SoulCycle is a perfect opportunity for that. And also the perfect opportunity to do this legitimately full time. So we go to New York. I'm living on my best friend's couch, which was honestly so fun. I lived on her couch for the first probably half of training. Yeah. And I made it on her couch a lot. She threw out the couch. I love that. Wait. <laughs> Wait, I love that you told her. Not until after I was done. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. To this day, they still bring it up. They're like, we left that grimy ass couch on the street corner, you gross hoe. How do you know this girl? My best friend from college. Okay. Okay, good. Oh, thank God. She's killing it. She like, she started this company called The Nest in New York. She like trains Gwyneth Paltrow. They like a little trampoline workout. Yeah. Um, She's killing it. But, you know, she living with her even though it was on a couch especially during soul cycle training you think that would be miserable it was so fun I felt like I was in college again we were like this and then her roommate and I became really close masturbated on her couch every night (laughs) to bed and I am so sorry mom my mom listens to this podcast sorry mom masturbation is just a part of human it's part of we need to do it she's I honestly yeah I, um, I told her I, it came up in like really casual conversation. I wasn't like, bye. Thanks for letting me stay here. By the way, (laughs) your couch. First of all, my mom still paid her money, even though I was just like in their living room. So I wasn't like, there, just like making, like taking advantage of my friend. Like I did what I could. And I don't know how I was brought up, but I was talking about how I could like never go to bed and like masturbating really helps me go to bed. And so I was like, oh, yeah, like, how do you think I went to bed on your couch every night? And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's what happened. So then they got a new couch. Then I was shipped to Miami. And that was so fun. I really lived up the Miami lifestyle. But I knew I wanted more because at this point I was teaching 12, right? So I'm teaching 12. Eventually, your body gets used to it. I was like, I want to do more than Soul Cycle, and I did little things here and there. Eventually, Christian actually for my birthday got me what I needed to study for my NASM exam, which was you know a very practical gift. Who needs another bag, right? (laughs) Me. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh my god, it's gonna hurt his feelings. I'm very grateful. That he got me my NASM shirt stuff. For sure, yeah. Um, And then I passed. And then I immediately started, like, trying to train people. But I don't know. COVID happened. And then, you know, that kind of stopped. And I was like, well, I want to do something with this, right? So I was like, okay. I know a bit about the body now. I don't feel like I just have to wait for SoulCycle to open. So I started my own website, which, you know, was fun. and then. It's so annoying to say, but I kind of like accidentally lost weight because our bodies, we do the same shit 12 times a week, 15 right. times a week, 10 times a week. And when you change up what you're doing with your body, it just kind of naturally happens, right? Your right. body adapts to the exercise that you're doing. You have to make changes, even if it's amplifications, a different modality altogether. Um, and now 
I'm at Equinox and they saw what I was doing online. The GM there saw, or the manager, the group fitness manager saw what I was doing online. And he was like, Hey, we need some people. Do you want to come on in? And I was like, sure. And it's funny, these opportunities kind of present themselves when you put the work in. Like I never, mm-hmm. I wanted Equinox, right? I wanted to audition. I wanted to do all that stuff. And my virtual, I don't have this booming virtual business like some people I look up to do. Some people are killing it. Right. And I don't necessarily have that. And it's really easy to feel down about it and compare yourself to those other people. But the Equinox thing wouldn't have happened without that. I have another opportunity that I don't, I can't talk about yet coming. Oh, two more opportunities coming. That would never have happened if I didn't just put myself out there on the internet. Right. Right. These opportunities don't, I feel like every opportunity I've ever had has kind of been an accident. Like I thought I was going to be a stripper at a cycling studio. (laughs) Turns out I was, you know, actually going to try and teach cycling. And then, you know, me and my ex broke up, which is an ugly, ugly thing. And then SoulCycle came to town for auditions and, um, you know, every, every, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always several directions that we can go to and you're always destined to go towards the right one as long as you just keep moving forward and so my life has always been about surprising myself and not really having a five-year plan but just kind of working hard in the moment and seeing what yeah. happens yeah I know some people yeah. probably agree with me on that but that's you know. amazing take notes people listening for real and I think COVID probably forced us to slow down and be super mindful and live in the moment because what happened to everyone's five-year plan this was year four and they're just like on halt then what you crash yeah. and you burn so I totally love how you pivoted you went on the online space and you just totally took advantage of that and look now look that's crazy that's now awesome look. you're doing the yeah. same thing. I'm so proud of you oh thank you not about <laughs> me though let's focus on you <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> oh, sorry I know, dude, I know this stuff's so weird, but so we talked a little bit about SoulCycle and Equinox, but before we move on, just like give the, I okay, let's think of like one word to describe SoulCycle training. We went through it, what, two years ago? One word to describe what we went through the summer of 2018. One word. I don't know. Here's the thing. Okay. I know I'm not, I, I nail just came Go, off go, right. go. I know Here's the thing, like, Soul Cycle was supposed to be like this, like, big scary thing, and like, did I cry? Yes, <laughs> did I cry? Mm-hmm. Like, I cried mm-hmm. one time I in front of everyone. You're in Janet, you know. Didn't we all? Literally, yeah, didn't we all? I broke. It, I broke during arms, but I don't want it. It wasn't as awful as I think I was expecting it to. So I want to say sure. it was. <laughs> this is pressure. I think it was empowering. <laughs> I think it was empowering. Hell yeah. I do because I, there were so many moments where I thought I would break and I really did during arms. But the moment I cried in front of everyone when I wanted to be this confident, bad bitch, mm-hmm. whatever, I can do this. And the fact that I broke in front of everyone, like ugly cried. I'm not a cute crier. But I remember that's when Janet was like, you remind me of me when I was your age. Yeah. So to finally hear that, oh, that's why she's tough on me, it all kind of made sense. And that meant that she believed that I could be something in this company. Yeah. So 
I think we all try and put on this front that everything's okay. And as soon as you let go and you show yourself that you're vulnerable and you show other people that you're vulnerable, you're only going to come out stronger on the other side. Mm. Um, cause I was so scared to cry the entire mm-hmm. time. I was like, man, I was so, I was so afraid to fail. I was so mm-hmm. afraid to be the worst that once I realized, well, everyone's kind of in the same boat and Hey, here's a little reminder. There's no red flag. Yeah. Like there was never a red flag, but I felt like there was this red flag the entire time. As soon as I broke and I was like, Hey guys, I'm not this tough bitch that you think I am all the time. They were like, Hey, you're good. It was just like a breath of fresh air. Did I still get nervous at times? Yeah. But the fact that we did the shit that we did five times a week, whatever it was, 10 a.m. to what four, I have no idea. Yeah. We're strong mentally and physically. And, you know, sometimes I still forget that because I feel weak if I'm Mm – if I'm just teaching one class. Like I just taught one class today and I'm like, I'm weak. I did nothing. But what Mm -hmm. we do in a week – is more than what people do in two weeks, is more than what people do in three weeks. And I think sometimes people also don't understand why we maybe need to get more rest or we maybe need to take a nap. People don't get it, but we're putting our bodies through so much and we just need to remind ourselves. It's not cocky to be like, we're strong. Mm -hmm. The cocky and confident, two very different things, but the very fine line that exists between them but I have no problem being like I do what you wish you could get done in three weeks Mm -hmm. Mm. I Mm. can't do what you do I can't sit here on the phone all day like Christian being like hey happy new year new me how about about bonds today you know I can't (laughs) do this you know and that's fine yeah people don't realize that we do put our bodies through a lot physically and we have to take care of our bodies I am a big believer in balance when it comes to taking care of our bodies. Christian's making me sausage hot dog thingies. Yeah. I deserve it. Yeah. I'm going to have a hot dog. I'm going to have a cocktail. I deserve it. Oh my God. Perfect segue. So you're a pro at this. So my next question, I was going to ask the biggest question I'm sure everyone wants to know is how do you find balance? Like you said, we're talking about alcohol tonight as we drink our drinks. I've got yeah. what tequila on the rocks and you have a nice yeah. little cocktail that Christian made you. Yeah. But how do you keep balance with alcohol and being a fitness professional? Cause like what I think of when we were going through training, like Thursdays were the day where we got judged the hardest on the most things. And I was always blackout Thursday night. Cause I was like, I had so much stress <laughs> in my brain. I just wanted to get rid of what happened that day. And I yeah. found myself like literally this job sometimes drove me to drink. And I think that's like fine to yeah. say, whatever I found balance eventually. Yeah. But the image you put out on social media of this girl who is so into fitness and like so confident, like you were saying, sexy, strong, but then you're also like, don't take this wrong way. And I know you won't, but you're also a dumpster fire sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you think you found that balance? Because for all, all all I know and all we see on social media, that could be a total lie. And you're like, actually, no, I'm struggling. But like, what do you think, where do you think you're at with your balance with alcohol and being a full-time fitness professional? So the truth is I kind of reserve drinking and it's not the strategic like I'm going to be healthy Monday through Friday and then drink Friday and Saturday. First of all, my days off are Saturday. So like I'm going to get fucked up on Friday. And mm. it took me two years to get that with the company. I was like, listen, no one wants me strolling and hungover at the studio. I'd love a Saturday off. And I finally got it. And I probably think that they were like, same, we don't want you hungover in the studio (laughs) either. And so 
I wanted Saturdays off for a reason so I could be up until 5 a.m. doing things I'll need to go to church for. So I don't really... God, my mom's going to be so disappointed in me. Um, <laughs> um, I don't drink as much. Like, I'm not a casual drinker. You know what I am? A casual smoker. Mm, tell me more. So I, but I'm fucked up in the head where I love an edible. So I would love to teach my 430, come home, pop it in an edible. A few hours later, let that body high take over. And then go to bed at like 9 p.m. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those. Like some people have a, a glass of wine after every night. I would just like to smoke. Yeah. Or preferably edibles. But I mean, when I first moved here from Miami, Christian and I, when we would make dinner, we would pop open a glass of wine. So I'm not opposed to it. It's just for me, I am so dehydrated by the time I get home Yeah, that I am craving water or like watermelon or fruit or something like that. And then I really reserve all of my booze bag behavior starting at 3 p.m., which by the way, I also told SoulCycle, <laughs> I, <laughs> I used to teach Fridays at 1230 and 4 or 430. I don't remember at this point. And I was like, happy hour sounds like a really good idea. If someone else will take my 4 p.m., I would love to start my weekend early. Ever since they did then, I've been unstoppable. So <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out by like 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. Slugging back, shots, martinis, wine, whatever anyone will serve me. I don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. And my day starts pretty early. And then my favorite thing during COVID, honestly, is to enjoy happy hour, then bring back the select few people that you actually enjoy to your place and then finish out the night at your place. So I think that's the good thing that's come out of COVID is that you really get to pick and choose who you hang out with. I don't feel this need to like go out and party. I'd rather just bring the party to our place, you know, five people max. Yeah. But I don't, it happened actually last year when we were in Florida during the pandemic, like during the actual shutdown, Mm -hmm. the weight loss just kind of happened because I just didn't drink. I'd rather eat my calories. So I'd rather smoke and then eat my calories. Again, I'm not like, I'm not picking and choosing. Mm. I know some people do that. I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you're at a party and you're someone who knows that you're going to feel guilty if you eat or indulge a certain way and you want to be like, okay, let me reserve this for this. A, you're allowed to have a cheat day right? You're allowed to have a day where you cut loose or else you're just going to lose your mind and no one's going to be happy living that kind of lifestyle. I don't know anyone who is legitimately a happy person who's a healthy person, right? Who eats lettuce for fun. I don't know anybody. No. Um, so if you're out and you're, I, I just personally, I'd rather eat than drink. Yeah. Um, because I have fun in other ways. And for me, it's zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm like, either I'm going to have this one drink and be done or else I'm going to be blackout. We're going to be ordering bagels. We're going to be ordering McDonald's at 3 a.m. Like it's Mm -hmm. really zero or a hundred. But finding balance for us, I think also, I'm a rambler. Keep going, please. (laughs) Go, ramble. We're lucky because we work in fitness where for us a cheat day isn't a big deal. On Thursdays, I teach five classes. 
I'm going to eat a fucking burger if I want to eat a burger. Oh, I'm going to eat two burgers. Right. So it's a little bit biased, I feel like, coming from someone like me where I I'm I might be able to live that kind of balanced lifestyle or it looks to be a balanced lifestyle because most people, again, can't take five classes in a day. Am right. I going 100% the entire time? No. Let's say at my worst, I'm doing 75%. At my best, I'm doing 95% throughout 100 cl- uh, five classes. So it's different for us. Yeah. But I've never really cared enough about what I look like physically in order to diet. Hmm. I know this sounds crazy. Mm-mm. It's because I was like I wasn't cool in high school or like no one ever thought I was pretty. So I never like thought that I would ever be pretty or cool or any of those things. So I was like, whatever. I like Chinese food. I'm going to eat Chinese yeah. food. I never, sometimes I wish it was different. Sometimes I was like, man, I want to strive for abs. I want to strive to be a smaller size. I just never cared enough about what I looked like to change my lifestyle. Yeah, And I wish more people could think that way yeah but it's hard when you have things like social media for me Mm -hmm. it's it's internal um when you teach as much as you do and I'm not great at this I'm like man I think I would feel better if I had some greens today I think I would feel better if I had some water or vegetables or fruit I would feel better if I would eat cleaner. And that's where that comes from. That's where finding balance comes from. Do I feel good when I have a burger in the moment? Yeah. But am I going to be riding slower than usual? Probably. So for me, it just has to come from an internal place because if it comes from an external or physical or surface level place, it's not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I like what you said about going zero to a hundred. Well, I mean, I don't like it because I'm the same way. It's like, I'm either chilling with a glass of wine at dinner or I'm blackout in public, like doing yeah. stupid shit all the time. Yeah. Which Love that. It's like really starting to bother me because I've, I'm so on team and like, I'm not, okay. Marijuana is legal in Illinois. It is in Texas, yeah. right? Yeah. I okay. don't know. Re- recreational is legal. <laughs> so us talking about it, we're not telling you to go out and buy edibles and smoke weed, whatever, oh, if that's yeah. not your deal, but I'm team edible all the way since quarantine, mm-hmm. I think. And I'm starting to kind of evolve more towards that because the anxiety I get after a blackout night has been like bad, bad. Like I don't, and I never really experienced this in college, even like when I drank a little in high school, but college never. But all of a sudden as I'm what, my mid twenties, I'm 25 now, the anxiety I experience after a blackout night because of the stupid shit that I do when I'm blackout has mm-hmm. like totally skewed my entire image of drinking. And now I'm like, fuck, do I want to have fun and black out with my friends and regret it tomorrow with the anxiety? Or do I want to be mellow tonight, take an edible and like eat my face off? Yeah. Have you like experienced anxiety when it comes to like the hangovers to the post day drinking? Cause I get it like bad. <sighs> and I know a few people who get it super bad too. I don't get anxiety. That's not why I take, um, edibles so I eat edibles or smoke I don't get anxiety the day after I drink I do just feel like goo mm. you know I don't yeah I don't really get you know where I get anxiety I actually have really bad social anxiety because so when I'm going out I have yeah. anxiety because 
I was a loser school. And I had one friend who was considered cool and they felt bad for me. So they'd be like, hey, Natasha, so-and-so's having a party. I was like, great, I'll go. I would show up and people would be like, how'd you find out about this? (laughs) Like, like, Greg told me. Hmm. And so I get social anxiety from that aspect. It just still haunts me over a Hmm. decade later. But I don't get anxiety maybe because I don't do stupid shit when you're blackout like yeah. me. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, let me, I was like, well, how do I say? I used to though. And I'm trying to think, you know what really brings out the ratchet in me? Not the ratchet, but like the blackout in me. Um, South Boston. Oh, Southie. Southie. <laughs> oh my I God, tell me more. But I wouldn't. I mean, first of all, look at Christian. He is the biggest Chad, you know. That kid loves Southie. Oh my God. He, he basically might as well have tattooed Southie on his chest, on yeah. his forehead. He's, I knew he would love Southie because you're, he's a douchebag. Like I love Cause him. he's from Philly. Listen he's up. People. <laughs> you know, dumpster people. So oh, Jesus, <laughs> don't come at her Philly people. <laughs> like for me, my, that I'm 25, I still have time to be a hot mess, whatever. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I might be more of a hot mess in like a different way, but my blackouts, I always remember something except for Friendsgiving um, this year. I made the mistake of not eating before. And again, not on purpose. I was just like in a rush. And so I didn't eat thinking that I was going to have this big meal at Friendsgiving, but they, it took hours before we got like any real food. So we really just had wine. Mm. I was later found with my pants down, like on the toilet. So like I fell asleep while peeing. My eyes were closed. I don't remember this. This is someone explaining them the following Mm. morning. Mm. I was found with my eyes closed. And they like came in, they were like, were you sleeping? And I go, no. (laughs) And And they were like, Natasha, let's go. We had decided to stay at a hotel that was where Domain was, which is where I was teaching. Yeah. And we just did it for funsies. There's no, and I wasn't expecting to black out like this. I really wasn't. I was like, what a nice, wholesome Friendsgiving we're about to have. I woke up at five in the morning. Oh, the worst. With my turtleneck on still, but no underwear yeah. and no pants. Yep. I turn, it's my friend David. And I look at David and I'm like, oh man, where are my pants? I look at my phone, right? I look at my phone. My last call was oh, to 911. <laughs> I swear to God. At like the worst part is that it was at like 10 15 p.m. So it wasn't even <laughs> so did you talk to them? Did you talk to somebody else? I have no idea. Oh my no. So I turned to David and I go, did we have sex? He was like, no. He was like, you wouldn't get your foot off of me. And I was like, get off of me. And I was like, wow, sorry. 
Um, so I did not have sex with my friend David, even though part Darn. of it not sure. I then decided at 6 a.m. that I would order $75 worth of McDonald's. Hmm. In my brain, this was for the room. Mind you, I'm teaching at 9.30, a survivor. Mm. Mm. And, and I get my $75 worth of McDonald's. I am that asshole who took a bite out of every sandwich, just one bite, because I wasn't sure what I wanted. So I was like, Ooh, oh, yeah. sausage, egg, and cheese on a biscuit. Oh, sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. Oh, sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. And then I went to the bacons, you know. And then... <laughs> one bite out of every sandwich my friend Maureen gets up and she has like the best voice ever it's super high-pitched I love it I hear her like rambling through the, the bag that I had already gone through and she goes did you just take a bite out of every one <laughs> damn straight I did and I was like yeah and she goes oh I guess this one doesn't have and bites in it. Then I taught my survivor. It was the longest survivor of all time. The manager was like, I saw your Instagram story. And I was like, I really hope she doesn't go to the studio like this. And I was like, I did. Whoops. Hi. So really, I did have a hot mess situation where I thought I almost slept with my gay friend, David, but I didn't. Um, so that's good. Good. That's so that was the last time I was a really crazy hot mess that's okay what are like when you have nights like that now what is like your go-to hangover cure so if you have to get up do like okay so if you have to get up teach a class be a human what do you do walk us through that and then do a day where you're like don't have to get up oh yeah okay so if I have to teach I try desperately to have coconut water and it's like chug coconut water I don't know if that's a mental thing or if it actually works but I feel like it works I chug the shit out of water. And then I have carbs, any kind of carbs, mm. bagel, toast, English muffin, any sort of breakfast sandwich that's greasy. Mm-hmm. And I just try and make it through. I just try and survive. And I take a Tylenol or something. Good. That's if I'm teaching. And then usually if it's a Sunday, I have to teach at 12.15. But usually after the 9.30, I'm okay. Like I'm not yeah. great. I'm looking forward to going back to bed. But the 12.15 will go by much smoother than the 9.30 did. Good. Now, if I'm not teaching, mm-hmm. I, I have like four Uber Eats orders, like yep. ready to go. Yep, yep. First, first, any sort of breakfast sandwich situation, very similar to how you handle teaching. But I'm so thirsty and I probably want to be a little healthy. So I'm like, we need smoothies, but not just one smoothie, several smoothies, maybe three. One that has green, one that's like, one that's like, like a tart strawberry situation. And then the third has some sort of protein in it, but probably not. I try and do green, some sort of tart situation. And then I love a tropical. Love that. Love. Yeah. And then later in the day, <laughs> I swear, I can like literally pull up my Uber Eats orders. They're appalling. It's just like such a waste of money because I'm not kidding. I do yeah. four Uber Eats minimum. That's so, insane. Then at some point, I'll order Chinese food. That could be before or after bubble tea. I will order bubble tea at some oh, point. Oh, baby. We yeah. love us some bubble tea. Love the bubble tea because it's like sweet, sugary, That's and my so brain. Good get me up and running you know it doesn't okay. continue to stay in bed but I'll also do like some sweets at some point always goons oh if I am ordering goons 
chances are I'm hungover or high. Well, that's not true. I've ordered <laughs> goons. But time out. Tasting, what? Describe for the people who are unfamiliar. Uh, tell us what a goon is. Because for me, if I didn't know what that is, I'd be like, she's ordering like a shady man. Like, what is it? Yeah, I've done that too. (laughs) Um, A crab rangoon. Oh. Mm. Is a fried, essentially a fried wonton with cream cheese and imitation crab. It has to be imitation crab. For if sure. Real crab, that's a bougie goon. A bougie <laughs> goon is not going to give you what you need when you're feeling like a dumpster fire. You need a trash goon. Imitation crab, so, like almost like a sweet cream trees fried. Yeah. If yeah. you don't get sauce with your goon, that place is garbage. Get rid of it. Write a bad Yelp review. They don't deserve to be in business. The sauce you need with your goon, it's either going to be light or it's going to be really red. Like really like blood red, processed red, like borderline sweet and sour sauce. Then the one that's light is going to be a little textured. Okay. Almost like, (gasps) sorry for the taste in my mouth right now. Take notes, people. This is the important stuff. This is how you goon. Mm. Almost, I don't want to say applesauce because on on Chinese, on Christmas Day, we got goons from a place that literally gave us applesauce, and I I wanted to write a bad review. I was like, this is not, I don't know, what's the sauce? It's usually like a, it reminds me of applesauce, but it's not applesauce, and that's what I'm talking about. It's just, it's it's either going to be light or like a red orange color. Okay. And if you're not getting sauce, fuck that place. They don't know what they're doing. Fuck that place. So it's basically a cream cheese, <laughs> a cream cheese crab, imitation crab, fried wonton. Hmm. It's the shit. It's so good. Actually, because you know Aubrey, I was with Aubrey when I made her first try her goon. I need to hear about this experience first off. Also, I texted, Aubrey texted me today, some article about COVID here in Chicago. And I was like, guess who I'm podcasting with later? She's like, no, but oh my God, I need to hear her reaction to trying a crab rangoon. I I, I feel like I can picture it. I feel like I know what she's going to say. She was afraid to do it for sure. Yeah. Um, I I have to send you the story because it was good. She was like, because she was still trying to be like put together. I'm like, you need to go in on that goon. Absolutely. (laughs) Great. Rip it in half. Dunk, eat, dunk, eat. Smart. Don't, you don't dunk the whole thing. Take a bite. No. You got to rip. Half. And then you can also see what you're working with in the middle and see if that place is full of trash or not. You know? Right, 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 right. Like if okay. you're not giving me – because some places just do cream cheese. Yeah. Trick you. I feel that. That's it's ridiculous. Crazy. And then they charge you probably for crab. Yeah, it's fucked up. Gross. We hate that. We huh. hate that. Yeah, goons are my – there are people who, like, bullied me in high school who will now send me crab rangoon memes. Isn't that funny? Like, Isn't that funny? Full circle moment. I know. They're like, oh, you like crab rangoons. Also, like, I get low-key bitter if someone else in the fitness industry – T. If someone else in the fitness industry posts about goons, I'm like, I'm sorry. 
there is only one fitness instructor. I agree. Who loves goons? It's me. I agree. It's fine. Everyone can have a butt now. I don't give a shit. But yeah. don't matter. Butts are in. Butts are a trend of 2020. 20. But goons, don't you dare come after my brand. It is. If I'm known for one thing, goons. That's called that's called plagiarism. Yeah, it's literally plagiarism. Yeah. Get yeah. your own junk food, fam. That's really funny because I feel like I saw something recently about a fitness instructor eating a goon, and that really kind of turned me off a little bit. Right? Huh. No one else is allowed to eat goons on the internet except for me. No, I fully agree with that. I stand okay. by you on that one. I, I should put on my bio, goon TM. For sure. You should get that oh, tattooed on your butt. TM. If I'm going to get any tattoo, my first tattoo, it's obviously going to be about crab rangoons. Fuck my boyfriend. <laughs> it's going to be about goons, baby. Yeah. Sweet, sweet I, Christian. Sweet, sweet Christian. Okay, yeah. walk us. Tell me about your, like, the evolution of Natasha then, now that we're talking about Christian, because yeah. I feel like a lot of girls, especially that listen to this podcast, my, like, five listeners. I'm just kidding. There's more of them. But... <laughs> I feel like ages range from some of my riders here in Chicago are young girls still in high school and early college. And then a lot of them are older, closer to our age. Walk me through like your evolution of a 25 year old to who you are now, like dating, partying, all of that stuff, because it's helpful for me. I'm 25 now. Yeah. But I feel like you've, even in the last year, you've made such a like transition, such a flip to this woman you are now. Tell us about when you started to feel like you really found yourself. Man, I think I was always a little bit lost because I was in Simsbury, Connecticut. I never felt like I fit in. I tried to wear Lily Pulitzer. I didn't like it. My mom liked it. I didn't like it, but it's like what the girls wore. And same with Elon. I went to Elon, very preppy school. Yeah. At the end of the day, even though I made all of those efforts to fit in, it never worked. So at the end of the day, I was not being who I was and not necessarily getting what I wanted. Now, Mm -hmm. I've never been more open or honest with myself, with the people in my circle, with the fucking internet. And I feel better than ever because, yeah, some people might talk shit. Oh, I used to. I don't get as many trolls, oddly enough, anymore. I used to get more when I first moved to Miami. Yeah. But... And, you know, at this point, it's probably just all done behind my back. In Miami, I would get people DMing me literally to my face. So I – it kind of just clicks, and I hate to say it. I used to look at older women, especially women. And when I was in Boston, I had this one friend. She was 36 at the time. And I just remember looking at her and being like, she's so confident. And, like, it's so sexy. Like, it's so hot. Like, she's so sure of herself. She was about to get a divorce. And she was totally okay with it. She was dating. She just really seemed like she was living her best life. And she was like, it just happens with age. You just, you care less about what other people think of you because at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to appease just everyone. And to be honest, I would never suggest anyone do this. And I actually, at my old studio, when people wanted to audition, I asked them why. Like, is it because you think it's cool, you know? Right. But I really think I found confidence through teaching because mm. you're on this podium. Mm. There are lights on you. And that's actually kind of why I arrived at the lights pretty dark because I like don't, I'm not there to get attention. 
I don't, yeah, I don't need your attention. That's not why I have this job for your attention. Right. Um, but people are going to judge you and people are going to talk shit. And that always still really gets to me because for me, I don't put on this like face when I walk into soul cycle, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to walk in and say, I'm having a bad day where, but it's going to be in my playlist. It's going to be in how my tone of voice is. It might have to do with my message at the end. You know, my emotion that day, you know what I'm going through to a certain extent that day. And some people don't like it. And for a long time, that would like hurt. Or if people would like leave before stretch, that would hurt. But eventually you find a group of people, a community of people who respect it. And then you recognize that there are people who like you for you. And that group of people could be three. It could be 30. It could be 300. But when you're, you're yourself, it's so much less exhausting than putting on this face. And I think I spent the first... 27 years maybe putting on this face and once I was able to let go of that face I found someone who did love me for me my Mm -hmm. ex he hated when I would post even like riding videos because like my brow I'm like first of all they're b cups (laughs) let's relax let's relax no one's paying money for b cups literally not one person's looking at my titties all right (laughs) not one I was like you are because you just want to find something you know and I remember the first time I realized that Christian was okay with my shit behavior was when I had a mental breakdown at McDonald's and I put it on my Instagram story. It is now on my highlights for anyone who hasn't seen it. And I was on my way to class, but I just like, really, it was having a shit day. I wanted to go to McDonald's. It wasn't working out. I fucked up the McDonald's drive-thru. Then I was scream singing Sia while eating a hot sundae. Oh, geez. And Christian calls me like, 30 minutes after, I was like, oh, God, he's going to break up with me. Like, that was, like, probably too weird for him. And I answered the phone and I go, oh, are you mad? I'm like, is that too much for you? And he was like, what? And I was like, me going to McDonald's. He was like, no, it was funny. Like, he – and I was like, oh, so you really do find your people. And I think also when you're younger, especially – I joined a sorority. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like – it's all about like having this like big, cool group of friends going to the right. frat party and being like, yeah, look how popular we are. But the older you get to, the, the smaller your circle gets with people who actually matter, that you don't have to worry is going to talk shit about you. You don't have to worry if they're really your friend or not. You just become a lot more honest with yourself and the thought of putting on this show to be liked by other people matters less. So that being said, it takes time to figure all that shit out. It takes heartbreak. It yeah. takes dramatic moments with your current friend group. I'm not even friends with my friends from high school anymore. Yeah. And it like sucked because, you know, if I go home to Simsbury, who I'm going to talk to one person, my mom, right? another girl, my neighbor, like it sucks for sure. But they came to visit Boston and there was this like really big fallout that I was really embarrassed by. And I just kind of recognized that like you're Simsbury people, you're Connecticut people. <laughs> And I want more than that. I'm in Boston and there are just things you're going to have to be open to about. They never, ever, ever in a million years would have supported me going to fitness. They would have made fun of every post I posted about. They would have made fun of my career. That was just their personality. They made fun of everyone. And I recognize now and I have respect for one of the girls now who did reach out to me and apologized for being ignorant and mean. Mm all of that. So I don't want to talk down on her, but I just don't think those people fulfilled 
what I needed to have out of friends. I needed a circle that was going to support me no matter what, even if my, you know, Instagram was too open, too honest, too vulnerable, too soul cycle And I have that now. And it's, you know, a group of girls who are spread out throughout America. On the <laughs> <other> side. <laughs> and yeah, but it takes, it takes time. And I think you just have to make mistakes to figure it all out. Yeah. And truth be told, I'm still working on this every day. Women don't need men to feel fulfilled. Drop the mic. Drop it, drop it, drop it. That's something that I'm learning this year for sure. Keep going. I want to hear what you're saying. I want Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. like I want him. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like sleep in the other room. Yeah. I recognize that for the first two years, any fight that we had, stemmed from my, like if we got into an argument or if I started an argument, that was stemming from my insecurity. It was nothing that he did. It was not in the way he treated me. And same with him. If he has, if he's used to a previous significant other or a previous argument that he had and something that I do triggers it, but it's a totally different circumstance. That's his insecurity. That's his issue. And until you build yourselves up individually, you can't give love and you can't accept love fully. And so I think the best thing that you have to do and have to learn is not find a man to feel fulfilled. Yes, I'm very comfortable now. I have regular sex now. That's all great. But honestly, just fucking masturbate. Like you don't need you don't need a man to feel and it's hard for women because women are expected to get married and settle down. And oh my God, you can't like sleep with men when you're single. Fuck that. I was single for like years. What'd you want me to do? Stay celibate because I couldn't find anyone who wanted to commit to me. Absolutely not. You also have to be honest with yourself. This is advice that I'm giving to like my younger self. I tried to be the cool girl in my early twenties when I was out of college and always on a first date be like, I'm not looking for anything. Then they're not going to look for anything. Then they're going to look at you as the girl. And here's the thing. That's not, that wasn't true. Yeah. If it is true, you don't have to fucking say it. It's going to be obvious, you know, call them up at 2 a.m. Don't like text them in the morning and be like, what are you doing today? How was your night? Blah, blah, blah. If that's all you religion may want, you don't have to fucking sit there in front of a man to oppress a man and be like, I'm not looking for anything, just casual sex. We don't need to say that. If it's true, fine. Nothing's wrong with that. Right. I would always say that because I legitimately thought that no one would ever want to date me. I never thought like, and it's the, it's, it's what I thought men wanted. And therefore I thought I can change their mind. Right. Newsflash. Women can't change men. Another mic drop book. I wish I had mics to drop. Thank you. Thank you. You can want to, but here's the thing. I was the first chick where Christian legitimately was like, okay, I'd be down for a long distance relationship. He fucked around with some girl in California for a few months and was like, eh, I don't want to do it. I don't know if there was any others, but that's one that I know about. (laughs) Like, I have no idea. That was just an example. And we also talk about that stuff. It's not a big deal. What did I expect him to be a virgin? He's 36 years old. You know, it's, it's cool to know that stuff. Cause a, I'm like, damn, he got it. You know, like, right. "Hmm." Like that chick was hot. Woo. Little yoga bendy soul cycle or yoga instructor, whatever, you know, whatever. Good for him. Um, 
But I was the first chick where he was like, oh, I could see this going somewhere. Nothing was wrong with little California girl. It's just he wasn't in the right place. Long distance is a lot of effort. It's not that I had anything over her or anything. It's, it's time makes a big difference. Where you are in your life is a big difference. Maybe he had just gotten out of a relationship. I don't fucking know. But no matter what she had done, no matter how hot she was, no matter how much money she came from, no matter how successful she was, he just wasn't down to move forward. And so you're never going to change a man's mind. And I, th- I feel like, I don't know if we were like trained that we're – if we're enough, if we're pretty enough, if we're smart enough, if we're funny enough, if we're successful enough, they'll want to date us. Right. That's mm. how, that's what we're taught. But what does that create in our fucking heads that we're doing something wrong? That's not the case. Are you kidding? I was with someone before I was with Christian. I literally had no interest in getting to know him. I just wanted him to take me out to dinner. Yeah. Like, I just what I had just moved to Miami. The last thing I wanted to do was start dating someone. I was like, yeah, yeah, you want to take me out to dinner? Sure. Oh, uh, let's go to the club. Sure. I didn't right. give a shit about him. Right. I was just like looking for one thing and one thing only to party, to get to know Miami, all of that. So when do you think that like changed for you? When do you think it clicked with Christian that you were like, okay, this is actually something I see. There's potential in this. This is no longer like early 20s Natasha fucking around. This is like yeah. some wifey shit. Oh man, I, you know what it was? He was like, I was obviously attracted to him or else nothing would have happened. Mm -hmm. It was almost like he was my friend first. He obviously wasn't. It's not, we were like lifetime friends for 18 years, but it was like, I could talk to him. He made me laugh. I didn't feel like I had to put on this front. He was my friend that I just so happened to have sex with too. And he was not afraid to talk about a future. And at that point it was early. Let's say I was still living in Miami less than a year, but he had no problem being like, I think you could really do well here in Austin. Like you have a lot of talent. You could do this. It's a booming market. Yada, yada, yada. Then COVID happened and now it's not true, but I guess you don't really necessarily like every, every day when I lived here, it was so such a challenge because we went from long distance to living together. Tell me about that. That's the story of my goddamn life. That's exactly what my last relationship was. Long distance to moving straight fucking in. Yeah, but like we lived in a one bed, one bath. Yeah. Did you live in a bigger spot? Like, yes, but. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know your situation. I know your situation. Now we're in a bigger spot. Right. Honestly, space makes everything so much better. I have for my sure. own bathroom. He has his own bathroom, for but sure. I got him a day for Christmas, and I'm like jealous, and I low key want to use his bathroom all the time. <laughs> um, can you hear me chewing? No, but I want to come closer. Give us some ASMR chewing. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah. FYI, she's chewing the little apple slice that Christian put on yeah. her cocktail. I don't know if that sounds weird. It's um, really cute. But we fought, honestly, probably once a week. Yeah. All the dumbest shit. And again, all of it stemmed from something else. Like, it wasn't, right. I you. mean, yes, like, being around someone all the time is so annoying. Now we just know it's not a big deal if I'm in here and he's in there. Like, I don't need to be up his ass all the time. He doesn't need to be up my ass. It doesn't mean we don't love each other, you know? But 
little things. Like he takes 20 minutes to go in the bathroom. Oh my God. That's a long time. I know. And then I'm like, what are you doing? Are you like on Tinder or something? <laughs> you would do that. Toxic. <laughs> you know, it's like not again. I don't mean it, but then that's like triggering because for him, he's like, he was like, I've never, he was like, I have never done anything where you should question my loyalty. And he was right. like, it's offensive. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm still going to ask anyway. I know. So it's like little, it's like, why? Also, if when we had one bathroom, I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom too. And you've been in the bathroom for 20 minutes. It's selfish. Mm-hmm. Or um, definitely like a little gender role situation at first. And then when you discuss it, it's different. But basically because he would go at the office all day and I would teach like 7 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., it was kind of expected that he comes home to a clean house. And it's not because he's like, you're the woman and you should do this. It's a, he's gone and I'm home. Here's the thing. Most people I think can do that. And most women can do that. Most men can do that. However, I was not raised to clean. Uh -uh. So Uh -uh. it's difficult for me. And then we kind of talked about it and it was like, okay, it's different. Like he takes care of, Let's say he takes care of the finances. That's a way that he shows love. Right. My way for showing love should be tidying up, like, or cooking, like, whatever avenue there is. But at the end of the day, I was just taking and taking and taking, mm-hmm. taking what he was giving without right. giving. So if you kind of switch it and look at it that way versus a, I'm a woman, I don't need to clean. That's not what it's about. It's about how do you show your partner? love in a way that's fair and manageable and attainable. And again, I'm not perfect at it, but I try. I'm certainly not going to clean when I'm hungover, but that's expected. And he also is not opposed to me hiring someone. Like if I don't have to ask him for money to go hire a cleaner, he's okay with me hiring a cleaner. That's I can still show love by hiring a cleaner. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, moving in together was rough. We still get into arguments. No relationship is perfect. Another mic drop. (laughs) I'm trying to think of how to start it. No relationship is better than yours. It's not. And And we're raised to think like, oh, Johnny and... Katie never fight because they don't post on their social media or so-and-so never fight or they're the perfect couple, blah, blah, blah. And it, and unfortunately, if you're a girl and you talk to a girlfriend who happens to be single or maybe he's in like that new love honeymoon stage, right? if you're a couple and you've been together for like a year, two years, or you're a little bit older and you talk to someone who's single or or hasn't been that long-term relationship or a serious relationship, they're going to be like, you shouldn't be fighting about that. Break up. You're not meant to be blah, blah, blah. You know who I always talk to about advice. If I'm ever in a fight with Christian, my friend who's married with two children, she's been with her husband since college. Right. Right. Best piece of advice I ever got from someone was I don't love my ex any more than I love my current husband. I'm oh, sorry. I don't love my current husband any more than I love my ex from college or something. She was like, right. however, we've been able to go through the ups and downs. We've been able to handle each obstacle. If you're not able to handle each obstacle that life will throw at you, yeah, it's not meant to be. Right. It's all about how you can handle conflict together 
even if it's ugly. It's mm-hmm. all about how you can resolve conflict and move on. Yeah. That's what it's about. No relationship is ever going to be perfect. And you want to know what show nailed that shit? Hmm. What show? Bridgerton, baby. Oh, I just finished last night. Yes. How dark so is that shit that they go through? Good. I don't want to be But you know, it's like after they get married and it's like all they're doing is fucking. Right. And it's hot. And I'm like, damn, I wish we were fucking like that. Then, <laughs> then it gets dark. Right. And that's pretty ugly. Right. And some would say it's betrayal and some would say you could never come back from that. Right. However, they both chose to love each other. And honestly, it sounds dark. But at the end of the day, that you're going to have to sometimes choose to love your partner. It's not just going to happen all the time, especially if they're arguing and you want to get over it. So you're going to have to choose your partner every now and then. And Bridgerton nailed that shit. Nailed it. Oh, my God. That was like my first thought. I -hmm. love that because I love where this conversation is going also. We went from hardcore hot mess to being in love. But anyway. Um, I think social media is ruining so many relationships right now, especially with like TikTok and like Instagram videos. You see that girl and that guy and they have that cute song playing in the background and then they're perfect. It's perfect. And then you have that girl who was us in high school, like kind of a loser at home watching that being like, I'm never going to have that. Or you have the couples who are like, well, we don't look that perfect. Let's break up. And they don't even fight for it. I feel like relationships are so skewed now because no one, and it's like, makes me sad and scared for the future generations because no one's fighting for it anymore because the moment something goes awry, the moment someone is like, Ooh, I don't know if I have the same feelings anymore. They run and they bounce. And it's like, maybe the grass is a little bit greener over there. Yeah. And that kind of, I mean, sometimes it is. And sometimes it's not, I I really did not, I'm trying to think. I mean, I like to say the grass is green where you water it. And the moment you stop watering it, it's obviously going to turn yellow. So, yeah, wow. Over there looks really nice. But what happens when you get into the same shit with that person? Right. I know. Instagram's a really scary thing. And and it's the same thing with, like, body image. Here's the thing. Everyone wants to even look the same now. It's insane. Everyone gets the same work done. Here's the thing. I've always been vocal about Botox. I've never, the first time I ever got Botox, I was 27 and I had someone videotape it and I put it on Instagram and they put it on their Instagram. I didn't give a shit. For Mm -hmm. me, it's not to change my face. It's because I work in the fitness industry and we sweat so much and I don't want my skin to be dehydrated and I don't want to go through premature aging. I'm not trying to change my face. My face looks literally the fucking same. And you just can't, I can't move my eyebrows. That's it. (laughs) So, but everyone's getting the same shit done. And I'm not saying that if you're unhappy with something, you can't change it. If you're really unhappy with something and you have the means to change it, I got veneers. I didn't like my teeth. I had braces two or three times two times. I had braces two times. And I told my mom, I'm really unhappy with my teeth. And she was like, okay, we'll get you veneers. So we'll figure it out. So I've gotten shit done. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. I like was constantly looking at my smile. Social media wasn't really a thing. I just knew I wanted like my teeth were really small and I just wanted a, a bigger set of teeth right here. That's it. Now it's like people show a photo of some Instagram model and they go, I want to look like her. And they're mm-hmm. all trying to literally change their cheekbones, their lips, their nose, their fucking fox brow eye lift shit. 
to all look like Bella Hadid or Madison Beer. Literally, Bella Hadid was the first name that came to my yeah. head. And she is beautiful. She is yeah, gorgeous. She also has gotten work done. For sure. And it really makes me, really cracks me up when they try to come and get it. Fine. Yeah. I'm not against it, but I just think it's really difficult to, like, I, I mean, I wish maybe that I had, like, a smaller cheekbone or, I don't know, whatever, bigger cheekbones. But I also am like, well, I like my jawline. Like, someone actually asked me twice if I wanted to get Botox in my jawline to get a skinnier mm. jawline. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm good. I, I like my jawline. I think. And it's just, it's not the whole, I'm insecure about this, so I want to fix it mentality. It's the whole, I want to look like this person mentality. Right. That's what it is. It's not right. a, it's not a, I, you know, I've always had small lips and I want to make them bigger. It's that people are literally showing photos of other people who also get work done trying to look like those people. Right. Right. And I just, it's not realistic. And to be mm-hmm. honest, like all of that stuff takes money and it takes work. And with filler in your face, like drastic amounts of filler, you don't know what that shit's going to do to you when you actually are at an age where you like could use it. Like for me, right. I'll probably maybe in my mid thirties, early forties, maybe I'll get filler in my laugh lines. I have no idea. I try not to. I guasha for that reason. Hey. Again, who knows what could happen in six years? I may really feel insecure about my fillers or my laugh lines. I want to get fillers. However, that's when your body has lost collagen, right? right. And your, your body is not producing collagen. So therefore, fillers is not a big deal. But when you're young and you're still producing plenty of collagen and you're filling your face even more, that's when you get like your sagging face and shit. Right. So no one's thinking right. about that either. Whatever. No. We're going to have a bunch of old retired TikTokers who got famous at 15 with saggy faces. Could you imagine circling, like making a full circle to this whole conversation, being young again and like going mm-hmm. out and partying and living your life, say in college or your early 20s, whatever. Could you imagine doing that and at the same time worrying about what these kids are worrying about now? Like the yeah. effort it takes to worry about your appearance now, how many memories, yeah. how many things you would have missed out on with friends, mm-hmm. with family. I feel like these kids are missing out on what's going to shape them for the future. And they're just going to get a huge smack in the face one day. Yeah. It's, and it's funny because I feel like so old, even bringing it up, Mm -hmm. but there are 15 year olds who look my age. There are 16 year olds who look my age and it's creepy. It's so weird. Like just enjoy being a kid. Like when I was 15, I was just like going to tree houses and like smoking. Literally, literally. I got my ear pierced behind my cartilage pierced behind the Wawa. Yeah. Well, I need my mom to mute this for a second, but while like chain smoking cigarettes, because that's where yeah. I was from. Delco. Like, you're supposed to like be bad, but like being bad, like I feel like being bad now has a whole different meaning to being yeah. bad when we were younger. I know. It's it's insane, but it's like also I don't get it. Maybe if I like could learn dances, I'd like it. I just think TikTok's a big giant thirst trap of like girls trying to dance. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, this is almost insulting to professional dancers. For sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know? social media, social media is just getting to the point where it's I feel like people hard. are, they're just having a hard time distinguish between reality and social media. And it's just getting yeah. a little scary. It's definitely getting a little scary. So 
It's like Black Mirror coming back to life. Did you ever watch that show? Oh my God. They've predicted everything. Yeah. I feel like they had a pandemic episode. I could be wrong though. I'm going to go rewatch whenever we're done because I'm going to need to. I feel like they definitely could have. Amazing. Okay. How long have we been talking? I literally have loved every moment of this. Oh my God. We're at an hour. We really did like this started as Natasha will you just talk about you getting fucked up and how you find balance to Natasha what's it like being in love and a relationship what advice do you have to thirst drops on Instagram that's just the evolution of Natasha I feel like it, my I think I actually do have ADHD like I I go from what what was I talking about I was facetiming my friends and they were like why are you going snowshoeing yeah, why are you going snowshoeing? Because we're going to Vail, and so, but we're so we're going to Vail, and we're only going to ski Thursday, Friday, and then Wednesday we're going to get there, and we're going to do snowshoeing first, and then do like Got a run, whatnot. Got it. So basically, I started telling the story. It took like five minutes for me to be like, "So Christian wanted to go snowshoeing, so we're going snowshoeing." And my friend Kara, again, also from Philly, she goes, "It was a long landing." But we got the answer. <laughs> Christian wanted to go snowshoeing. <laughs> snowshoeing. I was like, yeah. I love that. We're going, I've never been to Colorado. Super excited to go to some dispensaries. Um, very excited to ski. Very excited to just get out of Austin. And I know that's kind of a touchy subject. Uh, but Christian and I have done a pretty good job of not getting on an airplane for a year now. And I've seen plenty of people myself included. I mean, I was just in California. And what I guess what bothers me the most is to see people who have flown, who have now started talking about how we should all stay at home. I'm like, but you did it last year. So don't make me feel bad. There Um, are, I mean, I think there's a lot to consider when flying. And I know there's going to be some haters on this and some people who agree, but if you're being safe, and you are quarantining when you come back, whatever that may look like for you. And you and Christian live together. I live by myself. So it's like, we're not coming home to family. We're not coming home to people at risk. So I feel like if you're taking the precautions necessary, we're just going to be with each other. Literally that's it. Like we're not going to like see other people, not family or anything. We're just going to be with each other. We just, we're going to be in Colorado. Like we're not going to be in a stuffy city. Right. Anything that we do is going to be very outdoorsy. And so I mean, again, I've seen other people do it and we've been really good for the past year. When we went to Florida. That's where we quarantined for months. We drove. You drove. Yeah, you drove. Yeah. And then when we did take a few days off, we drove to like a campsite. So again, yeah. it was outdoors. It was just us. Right. So we've been really, really good. Um, but we just kind of were like, we need to get away. We also yeah. need to get um, some skiing in because we didn't do any last year. Nice. Yeah. Um, so Christian wants to snowshoe, so we're snowshoeing. Long landing. Long long story short, <laughs> that's what's happening. But that brings yeah. me then to like my final point, I guess I wanted to touch on with you was since we're speaking about people who are going to like hate on whatever we say, how do you deal with people who hate on you now on social media, whatever in class, whatever that may look like when it comes to you just literally living your life? Like when you put up those stories, I just have images of you burned in my head of like laying in a hotel bed in Miami, makeup smeared down her face with like 
a fucking Big Mac or some shit hanging out of your mouth. Like, and that, that to me is like, yeah, like that's balance. That's like, pure yeah, yeah, yeah. How, do you, how do you deal with the people who react to that negatively? Here's the thing. Does it sting? Yeah. Like, I'm not like, in my opinion, if someone, especially if they post about on social media, if someone's like, fuck haters, I'm like, mm, well, you care because you cared enough to post about it mm. in that kind of manner. <laughs> right. So I don't think it's about being like, fuck haters, blah, blah, blah. Allow it to sting. What makes you strong is the fact that you're just going to keep doing what you're doing anyway. Take it in. If it hurts your feeling, feelings, you can read it. And some people would be like, don't read it. doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm curious. I'm nosy as shit. I'm going to read it. And then maybe like if it's really funny, I'll post it, which is rude. So I wouldn't suggest anyone do that. But when someone called me an imbecile for saying, hey, we're riding in masks, that, oh, that mm-hmm. really bothered me. And I was like, oh, it's a waste of time trying to like wrap my head around this because right now this person is not mad at me. They're mad about the situation our country is in. That's what they're mad at. And yep. I'm the easiest thing to project that frustration to because yep. I'm doing something that you disagree with. Yep. That's all yep. it is. So I posted something about how we should treat people with compassion and listen to people before we just assume and argue because that's the issue with this country. I'm not saying anything's right or wrong, but we're so divided right now that instead of listening, we just immediately go to battle. Right. And the same thing actually happened today. This kind of bothered me. I saw someone post about like, I'm already seeing people post about MLK day rolling their eyes, but they stayed quiet all summer. Like you're hypocritical. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. If this person's taking the step, maybe it's performative, right? But maybe it's not. And at the end of the day, don't you just want that person to take that step towards the greater good? That, that to me, I mean, that to me is like, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but the cancel culture thing, Mm -hmm. if somebody's being canceled, what happens at their shot of forgiveness or trying to redeem themselves? We are so quick, like you said, to assume Mm -hmm. the worst. And that's where it comes from with negative feedback on Instagram or people judging us, Mm -hmm. whatever, left and right. It hurts for sure. But you just can't let, and I'm not saying I don't get wrapped up in it at all. I'm human. I'm pretty sensitive. So I certainly have moments of weakness or self-doubt, but then I just continue being myself. And I think that's the difference. I don't let that negative feedback make make me, I don't let it make myself change. I don't Mm -hmm. let someone walking in my class being like, she's too hard. I have no interest in making my class any easier. You Mm -hmm. can either look at it as a failure or you can look at it as an opportunity to get stronger. It's all about your mindset. Do you know how many mic drops we've had in this conversation? Say that again. Say that again. Cause that can relate to any situation. I just blacked out. What did I say? I don't know. See, this is what happens when I'm in class. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? Oh, you can look at it. You can look at it as failure or you can look at it as an opportunity to get stronger. And that goes for everything, everything. Anything. Anything. So, you know, you always want to take negative feedback into account. Like when Christian takes my class, he will be like, I think like you should think more about playing like one song that everyone's going to know. And that's something I try and take into consideration. Okay. Maybe not, not everyone wants to just hear horny dungeon tracks all the time let me throw in one song for the people 
whether it be the killers or Ariana Grande or like Drake, you know, I'll do it. Take into consideration. Sometimes he gives me feedback and I go, fuck you. Don't care. Goodbye. (laughs) You know, it just depends on what I feel like taking. So we all get negative people in our lives, in real life, out of real life on social media. It's just all about how you carry yourself and how you react to, to it. That's all. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's wrap this up then on a high note. Tell me your two things. I'm going to, I like this question. Tell me your biggest hot mess moment from 2020 since 2021 just started. And then we'll end on a positive. Your biggest like wellness, hell yes, moment of 2020. So your biggest hot mess, your biggest wellness. How, how, how graphic can we get with this situation? Oh, baby girl. We're going to put explicit on this episode. You can get graphic. Okay. So I would say that when I woke up next to my gay friend, David, that was like second, right? Kristen's going to kill me for this. Okay. So, (laughs) so I wasn't really drinking during quarantine, not on purpose or anything. I'm just like, I'm a social drinker, right? And so we weren't with people. And so I decided to have a whole bottle of Vuv. And for me, not drinking, that was like a lot, but also we went out to dinner and we went out to dinner and I had like two drinks and then we were playing like board games, whatever. Basically we go back upstairs. Mind you, it's his dad and me and Christian in this house. Oh God. Christian's dad's bedroom was here and then our bedroom was here. And for people who can't see, it was dad's bedroom was under, right? And Christian's bedroom was on top. Okay, go. Right. (laughs) So like, typically like we would try and like be quiet or whatever oh god and I woke up the next morning like my body my vagina was so much (laughs) I was like so and I like couldn't really remember what happened aka there is no way in hell my blackout ass was like quiet in terms of like moaning in terms of like right all like there is no way in hell right so my, I'm actually, I was wearing the sweatshirt. Chris was like, let's go get donuts. And I put on sunglasses. Oh God. We go get donuts. I looked so haggard. Parents were literally grabbing their children to bring them closer. <laughs> we get all these donuts. We go back and I'm like, Hey Matt, like, and I'm so nervous. I'm like, oh, the entire, I'm like, maybe you heard, maybe you heard. And I was like, Hey Matt, want some donuts? And he just goes, no. And walks away. Uh Oh, and I'm like, he knew. He knew. He 1,000% knew that we may or may not have tried anal the first time together. That <laughs> oh, Matt. Poor Matt. Matt. Oh, Matt. Matt. Lots of holes. So that was hot mess 2020. Oh. I was in pain for like 24 hours. Now we're good. We've moved on. God, Christian might break up with me for that. Uh, he'll never, honestly, he'll never listen. I'll just tell him not to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Real question is, could you walk the next day? No, that's, that's the thing. It's like, it was this sweatshirt, this hair, big ass sunglasses, hobbling around. (laughs) Christian's like yelling at me from the car and he's like, get in line. I'm like, I'm trying to get in line. Like it was like, you broke me. You broke me. So it was not. (laughs) now we're good it's like you just gotta get in the groove of things we love that um 
man. Okay. So, okay. I guess most of the good shit that I was like, like, oh, I don't know if I can share this happened in 2021 so far. So I, I, let me go for it. it. No, go for it then. Well, no, I don't know if I can say it yet. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. Sorry. I'm like drunk trying to get secrets out of you. (laughs) You're like, no, I just, I'm not trying to jinx it. That's the thing. Okay. I get that. I get that. Oh, this is actually really wonderful. So in 2020, my dear friend, Joe, who ended up being diagnosed with breast cancer in August, no one knew the secret. She's beautiful inside and out. Uh, Really just, there's not one person who could say a bad thing about her. She's truly amazing. And she, she provided me with this awesome opportunity to basically host the workout for Christian to start playing music. Can you fucking hear it? You can fucking hear it. <laughs> That's tones, right? I said, oh my God. <laughs> right as we're getting sentimental. Damn it, Christian. Christian, can you turn that down, please? <laughs> I'm almost done. Just wait five minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. He really knows how to fuck some stuff up. I know. Okay, <laughs> anywho. Oh, my God. So, pivot. He just goes resume with lower volume. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Yeah, we're good. Joe provided me with this awesome opportunity to teach a workout to the girls auditioning auditioning to be on the Miami Dolphins. I saw that. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Yeah. So it was cool because she obviously just could have done it herself. Instead, she decided to work with me, pay me, gave me some clout. And again, like, I don't think I have the most virtual booming business. It has opened up doors for me, Equinox being one of them, Mm -hmm. a few others along along the, the road, I hope, in 2021. And that was just one of them. It was so cool. It was a way to make money. It was a way for these girls in Miami to get to know me. And I remember her just being like, you know, it's really cool when you do it in person. You know, hopefully next year, if the pandemic is over, we can fly you to Miami and you can teach on the field. And I was like, that's really cool. So I can put that on my resume. And for sure. Yeah, it's, um, that was a really dope opportunity that I felt was unique and, and in, it had nothing to do with it had nothing to do with popularity or clout cuz when you work in the fitness industry i feel like some people not everyone i feel like a lot of people can be a little braggadocious towards other instructors like yeah you're not necessarily posting this to show your community you're posting this to show that you're better than your fellow instructors. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that all the time. That's why I really try my best not to screenshot waitlist of classes anymore. And I'm not saying it's bad if you do, but I just personally, I know I don't like it if someone else does it and I feel like it's an attack on me. So I just don't do it unless I'm like screenshotting my entire thing. And I'm like 500 more bikes left in these other two. And then just so happens that there's a waitlist. My personal opinion, not against anyone who does it. I just, I don't like coming off as a douchebag. Yeah. No, I get that. You know? No. Um, so, yeah, that was something that was for me, and it wasn't like, I may have posted a story once or twice, but the workout itself was just done between us girls, and, you know, really thank Joe for that opportunity, because that was definitely a big, a big 
bang in 2020 for me. I love that. That's right. There's the definition of work hard, play hard, baby. Yeah. That's awesome. Work hard, play hard, masturbate, try anal, fuck haters. Don't compare yourself to other bitches. <laughs> and on that note, on that note, good night. Good night. Good that night. was epic. Thank you. Thank you. I think Thank I should apologize. No. I feel like I should. Don't you ever apologize. No. <laughs> no. That was so aggressive. Literally, Christian's going to leave my ass after that. <laughs> well, like, thank you. Thank you for coming thank tonight. You. Thanks for talking to us. Natasha just mm-hmm. got back from her class and literally sat down and did this. So thank you for taking the time, for enlightening thank us, for making us laugh. I hope. Maybe people are just concerned for my mental well-being. 